Hi there, and welcome to the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. I'm your host, Gary Turner. I was really grateful to welcome Abdul Shakur, who is community builder and CEO of Etika, onto the podcast today. I found this, this chap, 24 years old, been in business for over eight years, such an inspiration. Really enjoyed spending the time with him. Um, his wisdom is beyond his years, not that age is a factor uh, when it comes to being inspirational. But his presence, his passion to, and drive to serve his community and to try and help bring communities together is just absolutely inspiring. And yeah, just really, really blew me away, to be honest. So I'm not going to say too much on this intro. I'm just really looking forward to you diving in, listening to this deeply reflective, but passionate and positive forward-looking discussion. And please do reach out and connect with Abdul. It'll be well worth adding him to your network. Um, but in the meantime, do enjoy the podcast. I look forward to hearing any feedback. Welcome to Value Through Vulnerability, a podcast dedicated to putting the human back into humanity. Today, I'm really grateful to welcome Abdul Shakur, who is CEO and community builder from Etico, onto the podcast. Hello there, Abdul. Hi. Hello, really thank you for really appreciating the opportunity for coming on board. I think it's amazing what you've achieved and what you've done so far. Like we've come across on Twitter or LinkedIn and just seeing the activity and the engagement and the people surrounding your messages, it's absolutely amazing to kind of finally be on the podcast. Oh, that's very kind of you to share, Abdul. So as we get going, would you mind introducing anyone that's listening right now? So now who are you? What's your background? And what are you passionate about? Um, so my name is Abdul Shkura. I'm, I'm 24 years old. I've been in business for over eight years now. And um, I, I have this fundamental belief that if we build communities, we can solve most of our problems, not just in society, but in business as a whole, but in our lives. So for me, everything is based around whether it's me doing something voluntary or whether it's me doing something for a client, regardless of what it is, I feel like by bringing people together, we can create some real change. Um, and, and that's kind of what I live by. Um, so yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Where, where does that come from? Is that something that's sort of deep rooted from you? Like you, you're clearly very successful at only the age of 24. Where does, where does that come from, that drive and that passion for you, Abdul? I think it comes down to circumstances. Everybody's journey is different, but every bit of struggle makes us who we are as individuals. So for me, growing up, I had to deal with a lot of, sort of difficulties in my culture because there weren't many young entrepreneurs involved. There weren't many people who were vocal or very ambitious. So for me, it was... I had to fight cultural barriers. You know, when I spoke to my father, like, you know, why are you going to go into business? I look around me and his son, you know, his friends and, and the sons that they have, or daughters that they have, they're all doctors, engineers. And that was very instilled in our culture that the only way rooted towards our success is getting a degree, getting a well-paid job and sitting in an office. Being prematurely born, for me, it was even more difficult because I couldn't do any physical labor. So they even thought I was even more you know, the, my programming was very sort of conditioned for me engaged to feel like I can't do anything at all. I can't do any physical day work. I, you know, the only way I'm going to get somewhere in life is, is, is by me doing a degree or me getting into a, a, a high paid job. So I think going through those difficulties and challenges of breaking that, breaking those barriers, you, it comes with, you end up figuring out who you are. You end up, you end up kind of, you end up really 
going for the complete opposite, you become like a black sheep of the family like I did, and you start to rebel. And that rebelliousness allows you to gain exposure to totally different environments, environments that you think that you would never go into before. Uh, and that sort of, that leap of faith or that just jump without even realizing, because when you're young, you have, I believe you've got less fear. You know, as you grow older, you start to be a bit more cautious and a bit more risk averse. But when you're younger, you have no fear. There's like that childlike mentality. And I you, you, utilize that to, to gain that exposure to different environments and really learn about different, you know, how to mold myself around different people, and different uh, sort of cultures and, and, and differences in business as well. That's amazing. So can you just talk, speak a little bit about so the work that you do do, whether it's on a volunteer basis or with your clients? What, what are you doing? What, what are you there to serve? What are you serving people towards in terms of outcomes, Abdul, out of interest? So in terms of outcomes, for me, it's it, one, I would like people to have a message that they want to send out. So for me, it's first, the first thing I really need to do is just Find what is the message that you guys really want to know? Are you embodying the brand as, of who you are as a business or whether you're a charity? Because are you embodying that brand? And for me, is to figure out and discover that brand and, and, and communicate as effectively as possible. The second thing is by bringing people together. So I believe um, setting up an event, setting up a meetup, setting up a, a podcast, setting up to, through different mediums, not just one medium. Because everyone right now believes that our oh, social media is a, is a concept of, of, of everything and it's going to replace everything. But I believe that social media is a huge element of what we do because that's how we communicate. But it's also... We also need to look at the other strategies and other things that are currently happening, doing offline events, doing networking events, doing the traditional sort of methods that are really, that are really sort of, that help emphasize or enhance that community building. So I do a mixture of the online and the offline, bringing people together and really get a message across so people can, whether it's a charity where they want to raise funds or whether it's a business that wants to get more clients, it's that element of community, community building, bringing the two worlds together. That's What's really fascinating for me, Hids, as you mentioned, as you introduced yourself, Abdul, you're 24 years old, yet you're already seeing, which I think is one of the most important trends of the future, is this augmentation. So how do we actually use our very deeply human skills that you're describing, as well as the technology, to make the biggest possible impact for everybody? And I think that's, I think you're really hitting a sweet spot, Abdul, I really do. Yeah, because, it, you know, we all buy from people, and people, uh, I mean, it comes, if you talk about uh, if you you know if you were to put a post up tomorrow about your business, you're less likely to get a lot of engagement. But if you are to put a post with a level of emotion, a level of vulnerability, a level of, of sort of honesty and sort of integrity behind that, you're more likely to get engagement. You're more likely need to have people come on board on your mission, and 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 you're more likely to get the support that you need. Well, it's, it's, it's wonderful. We've touched on a couple of words there. This podcast is all about. So we'll explore those a little bit more with you. Well, just to go back a step, what I really liked about your introduction to the work that you do is there's this very inclusive element, you know, and me as the white guy talking to you right now, it's only something I've really understood in the last 12 months around white, white privileges. And I think it's something I really want anyone that hasn't understood this term yet that may look like me to really embody and understand. And I think, is that something that shows up for you in terms of the work that you're doing, really bringing together these people from different backgrounds, different races, different colours? No disabilities. Do you really is that sort of an active part as well of what you do, Abdul, to some extent? I think subconsciously it is because you know one of the reasons why I, I if you, if you talk about my purpose and one of the reasons why I fell into business was actually because I realised there wasn't many people with my skin colour, my age, my culture, my religion to come and go out there and really sort of be be involved in those worlds, being inclusive as you want to call it. So for me, even just me being out there as a person, as an individual, I'm trying to bridge that gap between 
you know the the white privilege and 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 someone from a young you know a young person from a background that nobody's ever heard of or or uh, from a deprived community who's come up and started to build his own business. So for me, a lot of the work I do is trying to bridge that gap between two different worlds, regardless of whether it's white privilege or culture, whether it's charity and business, but regardless of what it is, it's all about bridging that gap. And I think it takes two people to do that. Um, and and for me, that's very important in terms of what the work that I do. Yeah, I love so it's, up to, it's also about the people like yourself who are willing to give those opportunities and willing to create a platform for people to come together because I've realized in my lifetime there's people like yourself and there's other people along the way like the rest of the community might feel like actually you know he's a young person he's Asian from a background why should we listen to him but from my end actually it's the certain individual along the way that I've realized and I've so actually they're willing to give me that chance. They're willing to give me the opportunity. They're willing to give me a bit of their time to hear about what I have to say. And it's those opportunities that I've gotten from other people that have allowed me to come around today. And it's not because of, oh, I just hard work and trying to break down those. But I haven't done it in a sort of vicious way. I've done it in a very sort of, in a way which is about, you know, getting a message across and, and allowing other people to give me the opportunity. I wouldn't be with that, where I am today if it wasn't for a lot of people in my life, whether it's my wife, whether it's, whether it's my mentors, whoever it is, it, it, it's without these people, I'm allowed to do what I, uh, I'm allowed to do what I do. That's, that's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sentiment, really. And I'd, there's just something about your humility, Abdul. Like we've spoken very briefly on the phone before. You're a very, very generous giving person. That's very clear from your social media presence as well. But, you know, is it, I know you come from this background, as you said, you know, premature birth, whatever, but there's something more than that in you, Abdul, for me. There's like, what's your big vision? You know, what, what, what do you, what's your big, you know, when you, when you leave this earth, what are you hoping is going to be on your tombstone if you had one? <laughs> that's an interesting question. Actually, that's the first time I've been asked that question. Um, me and my wife uh, constantly have the discussion of, of, you know, what, is our purpose and i think it comes back to how we want to make a difference in humanity how we're going to use our businesses where we're going to use the, our skills or as many people will call it, like gifts to really uh, to really impact the lives of people so one of the, the things i believe is is for me to kind of uh, help the next generation of people help not uh, help the the next generation of young people but also the next generation of men because I think we need role models in society to kind of talk about the things that you want to talk about, talk about mental health, talk about masculinity, talk about, uh, talk about marriage. And I think those people aren't coming forward. And I think for me is to make sure that I'm, 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 I'm empowering those individuals, but I'm also impacting their lives in some way, shape, form, whether it's through a message, whether it's through a business, whether it's through a skill, whether it's through a charge, regardless of the medium. I want to empower, I want to change the next generation. I want to give them the skills and the opportunities. And same as my wife. My wife is exactly aligned in that same way. The reason why I got married to her was because of the fact that actually, you know what, we both understand that. We all both have that common purpose of making a difference in the world through, through giving people those opportunities. Oh, this is absolutely lovely. Well, everyone's going to laugh at me now because, again, my little hairs, I don't have many of them, Abdul, but they're on end again because I'm just so grateful to have guests like you on this podcast, really. It's so inspiring. Because, you know, you spoke about the men angle as well. You know, that's very much a part, you know, not everybody's clear on that. That's part of the reason I set this podcast up is because for me personally, again, as someone with, with white privilege myself, I just don't think we're having these conversations enough. And it's not, it's definitely not an anti-men thing. You know, there's a lot of people afraid of like Me Too and feminism and all this stuff. And like, unless for me, I don't, please challenge me on, on your thinking. 
but unless you're doing something wrong or you're someone that actually maybe does think of women as an, a, 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 you know, a tool to, 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 to objectify or if you're, unless you're someone that treats people badly, I don't see why anyone would have a concern about any of these movements, to be honest. But maybe you have a different point of view. I don't know. I think there's a lot of detailed um, sort of imprinted programming into the minds of people who have come from certain backgrounds, and especially in my culture. Even to talk, you know, there's a you know there's a woman that's been trying to get uh, a couple from a Muslim background to talk about their marriage before the lead up to marriage, and 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 nobody's willing to come forward because the culture is so deep rooted in, in, into fact actually you not. Know, we're not allowed to share our, our, our secrets. Whatever stays at home happens at home and it shouldn't come out and it shouldn't really uh, be used as a, as a tool to inspire. It shouldn't be used as a, as a way to kind of put something out. We shouldn't put ourselves out there. We shouldn't, that, that, that isn't, that's something that isn't, that is told to us that we shouldn't do. Mm. Uh, whether it's like sharing our vulnerability, talk about domestic violence within women as well. Like these things don't come out. And, and even men, mental health, it's the same thing. It's that deep programming that by society that we're told that we shouldn't be like this because we need to be more macho or, you know what, we should respect your husband or whatever it is. Mm. It's because of that, that sort of mentality that we're stopping ourselves from actually creating a generation where people are more happier, people are more purposeful, people are living a life with purpose and people are, are going to, are creating communities where we're unified. Yeah, it's, it's really fascinating that actually, because there's two things I want to pick out from what you just described. So there's the one which is, yes, society. You know, we have all learned behaviours. Yeah, so we've learned how to be X or how to be Y. But there's also a, an individual element. So at some point, as you've bravely done, as I believe I'm trying to bravely do, at some point you have to be you as well and say, you know, I want my life to look like this and not like that. So it seems there's quite a juxtaposition, isn't there, between like what you've learned and actually what you necessarily want to project onto the world it's quite a quite a difficult place sometimes it, it, it comes with challenges i think anyone who wants to embody a sense of purpose anyone who wants to go out and really kind of put themselves out there uh, or even kind of change or grow as an individual it'll come with more challenges um most of the time if you think about everyone who's, who's living in a, in a life where they're living a day-to-day -day job and doing what they hate doing um you know trying to do something which which is living a life which is not, not of purpose or that's got no meaning to them and they're not happy people who people who live that sort of life are brushing everything under the carpet and they're not dealing with the issues at hand and if you can't do and, and and this is the first sort of step that everybody who wants to live a life of purpose needs to take is unless you deal with those deep-rooted issues unless you bring those out and, and say actually you know what i'm going to try to deal with these one by one we're not going to be able to grow. We're not going to be able to strive. And I think that's where a lot of people like us, we have more challenges than the everyday person because we're willing to do things. We're willing to take risks. We have to really go on a, on a process of discovery. And that in itself is, is, is building, it needs strength and it, and it needs companionship and it needs people around us to support. And because we feel like we're all alone, it's even more difficult. Mm, really, really interesting. Uh, the good news is, as we said earlier on, we believe that, you know, there's definitely this reconnection occurring, whatever that means. That, 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 that's clearly happening. How, if you were going to give a bit of advice to someone right now to try and help them maybe step into that version of themselves that they would like to, is, is, is there one small step or maybe just a couple of little bits of advice you'd offer someone 
just to say, look, go on. Like for, me, for example, mine would be go first. You know, look, talk to someone that doesn't look like you this week or, you know, go and speak to some, a colleague that you never spoke to before. There could be some really simple little things. Do you have any other sort of ticks or tricks uh, that you might offer someone? I think there's so much stuff out there. I think I've learned from people like Wajih has my life coach and my wife who have taught me many things along the way. Uh, I think the first thing is take some time out. Uh, I think a lot of people are so engrossed into their lives that they, and I'm still learning to do this, by the way. Uh, I'm still finding this as a challenge to take some time out, to really think, back and reflect and sit down my wife does it every day on a regular basis and you know we're trying i'm trying starting to track down the time i spend on work and the time i spend trying to do stuff and live life sometimes we just need to slow down and take a step back and think actually you know what 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 is going on in my my head what is going on in my emotions what's going on in my society what's going on in in in, in people's lives how you know first you need to be aware and i think most people who aren't aware in, in the beginning can't really do the rest of the things. They can't really go out there and and create change if they're not willing to create change from within themselves. So I think if we focus on ourselves and individuals, I think that's where and, and we learn to love ourselves. We learn to we learn to um, you know grow every area of our life and not just work or not just career because sometimes that's what happens. We get sucked into career, but we don't understand that there's something called the integral theory, which I looked up on, and that said if one, if a couple of areas of your life are affected, it has a domino effect on all the other areas of your life. So sometimes we need to work on all the areas of our life. And we can actually, it's not just about career, it's about relationships, it's about our health and fitness. And until we do that, we can't be the leaders who can go out there and start to, and start to create real change in our society. Oh, it was wonderful messaging. So something I've been speaking a lot about with my network as well is around just getting present. Very much in line with what you're saying. And... Have you ever come across the work of Michael Neal, Abdul, out of interest? I haven't. Yeah. I, no, I, I haven't, no. Okay, I'll, I'll put him in the show notes. It's, it's actually quite a um, spiritual um, approach called the three principles around mind, consciousness, and thought. And this has been part of my huge transformation during 2018 was actually realizing that just by stopping, by allowing consciousness to open up, by not overthinking and trying to tell myself a load of untruths, which I did tell myself, which is why I had a mental health challenge two years ago. That getting present thing, I think is probably, you could not have picked for me a better bit of advice to give people listening to this podcast, really. It, it sounds counterintuitive because stopping, why, why would I do that when I've got so much to do? But it does allow you to just access this resourcefulness that was all within us already. And I just think it's wonderful advice, really. To be honest, the... the I think everyone is so focused on the future in, in terms of what they want as entrepreneurs, as, as, as people who want to create change, as change makers, as social entrepreneurs, whatever you want to define yourself as. When we're trying to run towards something, and I think that, and that's the issue at hand, we're trying to run towards things and we're trying to chase things and we're trying to make things happen. We forget, about, we're so giving in many ways that we forget to, to, to look after ourselves and stuff and so on. And I think that's the, that's the challenge. How do we create that balance in life between we've got a big mission, we've got a big purpose, we've got a big goal. How do we go out and do that, but at the same time look after ourselves and our own well-being at the same time? And I think if we can somehow, and then there's no perfect answer written anywhere just as yet. There's no, everyone has their own way of, of doing that. But if we can figure out as a community that all the different ways of how you can possibly do it, I think that's where we're starting, we're starting to get somewhere. We're starting to move somewhere. 
That's wonderful. Now, one of the things we talk about quite a lot, there's um, a Twitter chat that we lead called um, Self Care Weekly every Tuesday at eight o'clock. And that's all about exactly this. You know, how do you just create a space for people just to stop, maybe learn how someone else, you know, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's just stopping, whether it's going to the gym. Yeah, I love what you're saying, Abdul. It's just, all, yeah, we've, just, we've got to love ourselves more. And I think that comment you made earlier is, particularly for us men, to actually sit there and go, yeah, I'm going to love myself. You know, that'll be laughed off by 85% of us alpha males. <laughs> so, so I think it's an important place to come from, you know, of actually liking yourself, yeah? And I think even when it comes to men, it's even more difficult because where our ego and our and our ego and our confidence and our ego and confidence get very confused. Uh, uh, people think that oh, because we have a level of confidence that we actually love ourselves more, but realistically, that comes from a place of you know ego. And I think you can have an ego, you can have that confidence when you're out there and you're doing your thing and you're and you're working each day and you're and you're and you're spending money on yourself. That that that's an element of self-care but it's also like it can be very confused with the really deep-rooted self-care that's but there's a level beyond that and i think that we need to recognize rather than just okay we need to do the the basics of, of you know just spending on ourselves men do that men do look after themselves women do look after themselves as well but there's other ways in which we need to look out for ourselves and we need for example emotionally how are we emotionally looking after ourselves? like emotions are for me, even till today, is 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 the challenge of being a person, of being a husband, being being someone who who is trying to be like, how do I deal with every emotion? When someone says, you know, the other day I got a message uh, on my um, on my um, on my Instagram, and the person you know, I grew up with me, he knows my father. My father is a, a well-respected, you know, religious leader in the community, and he he came across to me and he said to me, you know what? You know, you, you shouldn't be talking about your homelessness. You know, you, you're looking, you're making your father look really bad. You're looking, your parents look really bad. And it suddenly just hit me. And I was like, am I really making my parents look bad? But until I had that discussion with my wife, did I realize, did she make me realize actually that, actually, you know what? I'm not. And we need to share. We need to go out there. They don't understand from my perspective that if we're not willing to share, how are we going to change? It's the same as in the violence if we're not going to talk about these other things if domestic if people from domestic violence don't speak how can we can how can we impact that how can we change their situations and this is it applies to every other thing every other issue if we're not talking about mental health if we're not going to talk about masculinity if we're not to, going to talk about self-love those changes won't come and it's as simple as that oh, very very powerful how, how would you define if you were going to define for yourself what vulnerability means to you and you was going to describe to somebody else that had never heard the term. How would you, how would you define it for you, or how would you describe vulnerability? First of all, it starts with accepting. I think you have to accept the things that have happened to you, the, the struggles and emotions that uh, that you've dealt with over the period of years. Most people see them as normal. All we have to deal with them. But I think it's first recognizing and accepting that that those things have happened. And the next part of vulnerability, which I believe is where all the power is, is in sharing that vulnerability. Um, I, and I've said it time and time again, there's power in vulnerability. And I totally believe that because if we, if we can share, not only is it allowing people to relate to us, but it's allowing other people to feel like they're safe, that it's okay to go through what they're going through. So they, it's easier for them to go through what they're going through rather than trying to sit back and say, you know, I'm, I'm perfect and my life's great and it's amazing. Regardless of how successful you are, you're not going to be completely perfect. 
That's, that's wonderful. You know, to achieve complete happiness or fulfillment is, is extremely very difficult. And I think no matter where we are in our journey, it's a constant thing that we have to work on. It's not a, you know, you know, a quick fix or it's not something that we can just do and it, that's it. It's a constant working process. And I think that there lies some of the challenge, isn't it? Is that uh, do we always want to do the work? Sometimes I think we've brought up on this short-termism whether it's consumerism, whether it's the quarterly financial model, everything's about now to like to step back and get present and say, hey, no, I'm going to invest in myself over the long term. I'm going to take a long term view of myself is almost going against what everything that society is telling us back to your point earlier to some extent. Mm. I mean, need role models. And I think, you know, my wife and my, uh, my life coach, Rajiha Amin, they're two of my two of my very much my role models right now because they're my wife's older than me by five years and and I'm learning from their experience, learning from their journey, learning from their expertise of what they do, learning from their behaviors. You know, my wife every day sits down and looks at her journal and she's writes down and goes and, and does certain things and I'm like, why do you do that? And I sit there and I look and I and I and I observe that behavior, but only to realize that actually, you know what, it makes a big difference on your life to sit there and appreciate yourself to sit there and, and to reflect to slow down to to look and observe and, and feel and understand and and it makes me want to learn more knowledge and it makes me want to it makes me even more hungry to go out there and serve and i think it's when you have great people or great role models around you are you able to you know completely flourish you know it's like the whole uh, thing about surround yourself with people you are who you know who you are who you surround yourself with and it's, it's absolutely true if you're going to surround yourself around the same old community that you've always grown up in and that same that same sort of mindset then you're, you're, you're kind of going to be around that person but we need to surround ourselves with other people and I realized I got put off in 2017 in 2017 I stopped surrounding myself with with people who are who are mentors who are in my eyes people who are i believe have a level i have a level of respect for and i stopped doing that because i felt like i had to give i felt like i had to constantly go out there and give i had to constantly go out there and serve other people and that was burning me out and i did not realize that until later on that actually not i need to surround myself with people who are actually role models who can who i can see actually not they can they can support me and they can provide me as well something of value and I think that's why I reached out to you when I first had that conversation a couple of weeks ago, because I see you as someone who actually not is a leader in their right and someone I can respect and look up to and I can learn from. I think I, I, I love that about who you are as an individual. You're vulnerable, but you're also very someone who's very approachable and you someone who 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 understands that actually not I need to look after myself, but also I need to serve at the same time. Well, I really appreciate the feedback. That's uh, it's very important for me to hear that, Abdul. And you know, it's never about age. But I do want to say on this podcast, you know, your approach is well ahead of your years compared to many of your of your generation that I've met anyway, the last couple of years. So honestly, really, really impressive. And thank you for what you do. I really mean that. Because as you say, we need more of us. We need more people that are prepared to go first, prepared to be them, their true self. And I think as we start to sort of move towards wrapping things up, Abdul, what do you, what, what's the thing, what would you say inspires you the most right now who or what is inspiring you the most right now my wife I, I think my wife is, is is someone if it wasn't for my wife i wouldn't i would still be i would still be in a lot of 
crap. I'll still be in a place of not being able to discover myself, not being the best version of myself, and giving myself excuses or convincing my mind that it's not great by you know this all negative talk, all these other things that I feel are, have dragged me down over the years. If it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be out of those situations. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be where I am right now. If over the last two years, the growth that I've had, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for her. So the, the first person I look, to, I look up to and um, I speak to every day, or I share every day, is, is my wife. And and I think it's it's the most beautiful companionship, and it's, and I'm lucky to have it in my life. And I think most men don't realize that a relationship like that can really empower them to do so much more behind every successful man is a is, is, a, is a woman and I, and I totally 100% believe that in every way shape form that's beautiful <clears throat> absolutely beautiful love it how can people reach out to you if people want to do some work with you or they just want to connect with you and have a, have a separate conversation what's the best way to get you well if they if they they can follow they can follow me on social media they think i like i'm literally on nearly every platform uh i'm, I'm quite active online <laughs> as a community builder. so if they just type in abdul shakur uh, that's s-h-a-k-u-r and and they just reach out to me i'm quite approachable i'm quite uh, i'm, I'm i'll definitely respond when I, I sometimes can get a bit busy but i'll definitely will take out the time to respond and connect with people that's, that's wonderful. I'll make sure that all your contact details are in the show notes of the podcast anyway. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting this podcast out, Abdul. It's been a, a, a fantastic discussion. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Gary. Really appreciate the opportunity once again. Speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Hi there, this is just Gary Turner wrapping up this truly superb podcast with Abdul Shakur. A few of my big takeaways, first of all, around what vulnerability means to Abdul. I loved him talk, referencing about recognising and reflecting on things that have happened to you um, and just saying that there is power in vulnerability and it's just such an important message. It can be difficult leaning in and actually going first with vulnerability can be a challenge, but there is power in that and I just so agree with that absolutely amazing he also spoke about taking accountability to have courage is also important again something else that resonates so much with me there of course is a very close link between vulnerability and courage um, but for someone that was homeless himself someone that's gone through the struggles that he has and um, to get to where where he is and the achievements that he's making is again it's just a wonderful wonderful example of courage and vulnerability right there on that note he spoke about every bit of struggle it makes us who we are as individuals which I think is a really, really nice reflection. And I just really, really loved him talking about that there's other ways that we need to look after ourselves. So we have this self-care weekly tw Twitter chat that happens every Tuesday. But I think the, the really the big point I want to pick out for anyone that's reflecting on this is emotionally, we need to look after ourselves. There's a big push on, yeah, do you have, do you have the right, you know, do you eat, eat the right food? Are you eating fruit? Are you drink enough water? Are you get enough sleep? But emotionally, are we actually reflecting on what are we saying to ourselves? What's the negative self-talk sounding like in the moment? Are we actually giving ourselves space to stop and get present and to access that resourcefulness that sits within us? So we're so often giving, and that's, you could say it's a really nice human trait, and it is. But back to that oxygen mask analogy, we need to put on our mask first before we can serve others to better, better versions of themselves. So let's make sure that we're getting present, looking after ourselves, looking after our self-care, making sure that we're okay, and then we can be the, be the best for other people.
And I think my last reflection, which is something I've learned personally over the last few years, is you are who you surround yourself with. A number of years ago, I was surrounding myself or pushing water up a hill, trying to help people, maybe the wrong way at times, trying to influence change, trying to support change in the workplace and in other areas of life. And people just didn't want it completely rejected the mothership didn't want to know but i kept pushing kept pushing being assertive being influential from a place of care and love but it was totally misguided and the people that i surrounded myself with just did not want to know so surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up that doesn't mean that you want an echo chamber you want people that will challenge you that will challenge your thinking but people that are all just driven by growth people that are driven by making a difference bigger than my, bigger than themselves and that can shift the dial for sure and I'm experiencing that now. And Abdul has made me realize through this conversation how much he's helping me grow as well. So I hope that these reflections are helpful. I hope the podcast was really helpful to you. Please do feedback to Abdul and or myself. Podcast reviews on Apple, iTunes are always grateful to try and spread the, the message of the podcast. And if the listening organization can be of any service to you as well, which is a human-centered approach to organizational design, leadership, and sales development, please do get in contact with myself at Gary Turner zero or via LinkedIn. So all the very best for now. And we really look forward to your feedback. Thanks.